Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest Motherfuckers, welcome back to an all-new episode of Talking Terror. We are live tonight with the Mad Monkeys pick of the evening, 2005 Santa Slay, directed by David Steinman, coming out from 2005 and starring the almighty himself, Goldberg, from WCW and WWE fame. The ghoul will not be joining us tonight as he has uh, plans of his own tonight, but he will be back next week with his pick that we'll announce at the end of the show. But of course, I'm always joined by... The beautiful, the psychotic Simeon himself, the Mad Monkey. Welcome to the show. Hey there, my fans. This is Talking Terror's very own Monkey in a Straight Jacket, broadcasting to you live from the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic, here for our first December episode of Talking Terror. That's right, so happy holiday, you sick motherfuckers out there. We love you all. How's it going, (laughs) King? I am doing great. I'm looking forward to talking about this movie later on in the show, starring a Jewish pro wrestler as playing Santa Claus. Great casting. Jewish Jewish wrestler, Jewish cast. Well, we will get into that when we get into it. All right. (laughs) I'm excited. So how have you been since we last spoke, Monkey? Good, good. It's like we um, had the king over for Thanksgiving. That was awesome. Uh, once again, able to get the king to deal with my cooking did not burn the place down this year. So points for nope. that. <laughs> but as always, it's great to have you over, brother. I appreciate it. Um, unfortunately, I did not get to do any Black Friday shopping because I had to work. Yay. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, on the Talking Terror Facebook page, you put up a lot of deals that were going on for stuff if you like the physical medium. Media. Yeah, there were uh, at Best Buy, um, Walmart, Target. A lot of them had a lot of uh, 4K DVDs and Blu-rays available. I should say 4K Blu-ray, not DVD. But a lot of titles for sale, like King Kong, uh, The Conjuring, Annabelle, Homecoming, whatever the fuck that name is of that movie, um, The Shining. A lot of good titles for cheap. Like I think the Alien uh, trilogy set was like. Seven ninety nine at Walmart, and then for the quadrilogy, oh. I think it was up like ten ninety nine. So cheap as shit. Oh, nice. Uh, did you so, yeah. uh, did you find anything for yourself? Um, I didn't go to Walmart, Target, or, or Best Buy or any of those places, unfortunately. But I did go to the mall by us, Park City Mall, um, on Black Friday. So fun for me, who doesn't like to deal with crowds, going on Black Friday, <laughs> the busiest fucking day of the year. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. People really don't do the whole brick-and-mortar thing anymore. People are just going to stay at home and shop online. Fuck no, they're not. They're going out and they're shopping. And, yeah, it took me almost two hours to get something to eat because the lines are fucking crazy. But mm-hmm. I did pick up a couple items. Uh, one of them I picked up is uh, from Hot uh, – not Hot Topic. Uh, Spencer's Well Places. They're selling Stephen King-type merchandise, hats and T-shirts. So they're selling uh, baseball caps. And one of them is a red one that says, Welcome to Derry. 
Um, it's got the balloon on there. But the other one I found that I fell in love with is this hunter green trucker hat that says Overlook Hotel and then the shining underneath it with a picture of the Overlook Hotel. It's like oh, perfect. Nice. It was meant for me. It's like a spotlight <laughs> shown on that fucking thing, like a gift from fucking heaven. I was like, this is perfect. You know, one of my favorite Stephen King adaptation movies, Kubrick style. It was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I yeah, did get well, that. Oh, no, I was just going to say, because, again, you say people don't really go out. But, man, when I took you home Thanksgiving night, we drove by the mall. We drove by Best Buy. <laughs> we drove by Walmart. Mm-hmm. And they were, all pack- they were all packed at 11 o'clock at night on Thanksgiving night. And I can believe just, it. Man, yeah, it's just, again, I'm just going to say it, say it is don't do your Black Friday shopping on Thanksgiving night. Let let those people spend time with their families just like you got to. Just don't do it. You know, wait until Black Friday to, to do your shopping. You know, don't force these people to go out there and have to deal with your ornery, cranky asses. You know, they, they would much rather be at home having turkey just like you just were. Okay, that's it. I'm, all, I'm off my soapbox. It's just, no, but, I mean, I agree with you because I, I feel like that's, like, a new thing. Like, I don't remember stores being open on Thanksgiving. Like, I feel like that's something that just started happening in the past couple of years where they're like, oh, we're going to be open at 4 o'clock on Thanksgiving. Like, what? Normally, yeah. Black Friday, like, midnight. I get that. But on Thanksgiving, you're open? Like, that to me, that seems like a new thing. Yeah, this is something that started within the past few years, you know, the past, like, five years or so, something like that. Um, and, yeah, it's like, again, I see the whole open at midnight thing, you know, sure, you know, we can make that work but, because then you're technically Black Friday. But when you're actually open on Thanksgiving, then I personally have a problem with it. Yeah, I just – I don't agree with it either. You know, I used to work in retail myself. Um, luckily, I was off around the holidays, but I do remember a couple of them where I had to work late, um, you know, on, on Thanksgiving Eve, and it sucked, and it was just so bad. But I give a lot of credit to these people that are out there working hard and on the holidays when they could be at home. It sucks. But yeah. hopefully that will change as more online shopping becomes prevalent. And we are joined by the, the Demonic Doctor himself. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. Demonic what? Doctor, the doctor is in. Uh, good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, uh Talking terror, uh, people, listeners, co-hosts, etc. Uh, good evening to you all. Welcome, Welcome back, back Doc. Doc. Good to have you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's been it's been quite some time. So how have yeah, you been since you last been on air? What have you been up to? Uh, the usual. Uh, this is a crazy busy time of year here in the. I don't know if you want to call it the operating room or the the facilities or whatever. It's just a crazy busy time and uh, lots of different uh, work responsibilities and so on and so forth cropping up. I was uh, trying to think back and, and just really, I, I'm not even certain what the last episode I was on. I know it's been quite some time. It's been a while, at least a month or so. Now that I can count. Yeah. yeah, we've been on the search for the doc for over a month. Trying to find them. We've gone like to to, to uh, morgues looking for them, haunted houses looking for them. Uh, we've been all over the place trying to find the doc. And where were you this entire time? <laughs> Busy in his lab. He just told you. <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate the, the searching. I'm scrolling our episodes right now to try and determine the last time uh, I was here. So it's a the the uh, I I can't begin how to to just express how 
sad I was to be talking about Blood Rage again. Um, uh, Blood Rage, uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe, Train to Busan. Uh, did you guys, you guys did the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. It was a monkey's pick for Halloween. Oh, I didn't yes, know we did the Time Warp. I'm looking, let's see, Beetlejuice, I was not there. Abbott and Costello was not there. Um... <laughs> Dying with dead kids. What is what is this one? What is what is this? It was on this one. <laughs> oh yes, dead kids. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were not there for that one. I remember that. What movie is this? Yeah. Dead. What's it called? <laughs> oh, Dead Kids. Yeah, and you then, were not there yep. for that one. Uh, Hocus Pocus. I was on for Hocus Pocus. Yes, you were. So that was the last one. All right. So yeah, Hocus Pocus <laughs> was was the last the last episode that I was on. A long time, been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so how the uh, the turkeys turn out for you out there in California for Thanksgiving? Uh, they, they turned out wonderful. I did two. I do the whole thing. I brine them for a day. I, I got the whole thing. I cook them on the grill, upright on the grill. Um, it was great. They come out. They come out so good. Cooking, cooking person to begin with, uh, but I like cooking the a Thanksgiving turkey every year is one of my favorite. Uh, cooking tasks of the year. So I, I was very happy with how everything came out. And, um, you know, it's, it's a super fun, super fun day. Did, and I was glad to see that the, on Instagram. Uh, the pictures. Did you, did you do the open community thing like you uh, sometimes do for your Thanksgiving meal? I'm, I'm sorry, say this again? Did you do the open community thing like you, uh, you guys used to do in Germany oh, for Thanksgiving? Oh, like for, for like Thanksgiving for like Thanksgiving orphan, orphans that are you know like friends that have nowhere to go. Uh, sort of. So yep. uh, a friend of ours, our friends of ours that uh, live down the street, uh, our friends. Uh, the husband is an ER. Uh, he's an ER doctor, and uh, he had to be uh, in the hospital on Thanksgiving because you know someone has to be there. The ER. And so his wife, uh, they have more space than we have. So we did like, we like co-hosted uh, Thanksgiving at at their house. With, uh, you know, her cooking some stuff, me cooking some stuff, and you know, some of our friends came, and some of their friends came, and it was like a, it was a collaborative Thanksgiving. Like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> sounds what like that? a lot of fun. So it yeah. sounds like a lot what of fun. You, eh. Yes. Did, did you gentlemen have lovely Thanksgivings? You guys were together, correct? That is correct. Every year, the yep, monkey and yep, Diva and I get together for Thanksgiving. Yep, that's our Very tradition lovely. is get together for Thanksgiving, uh, sit around um, before Thanksgiving dinner, uh, watch a bunch of MST3K, and then after Thanksgiving, we play board games. <laughs> that's so, funny. yeah. Uh, but, did, did the did, did the king bring a pumpkin pie to Thanksgiving? No, no, I'm no, not a pie person. No, no, Enjoy. no. The no. Unfortunately for me, the king brought ass whipping to Thanksgiving because this year we introduced the king to WWE 2K19, and this was his first time playing it ever. And yeah, he whipped my ass the entire night. You mean you know, Mister? I don't know how to play. I don't know what I'm doing. And kind of damn, did, he just, just just beat the shit out of me all night long. Yeah, it was embarrassing. <laughs> and this is a, this <laughs> this is a, this is a wrestling a wrestling a wrestling game. This is yeah yeah it's a it's a yeah it's a wrestling game on the PlayStation Four and Xbox One. <laughs> no idea what I was doing the entire time. Just hitting buttons. 
All right. <laughs> Fun in that regard. And, you know, Will is an excellent cook himself, and he made a bunch of good stuff. So, Monkey, thank you for that. Not a what problem, brother. That's what we do. What was on your Thanksgiving menu? Let me guess. There was turkey stuffing and mashed potatoes of some to some order. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, uh, green bean casserole, uh, sweetened carrots, sweet corn. Um, and then we had this big, huge uh, bunch of uh, um, hors d'oeuvres of, like, Italian meats, cheeses. Um, you know, oh, all kinds of cold so cuts, yeah. yep. that kind of stuff. All of our went all out. Yeah, yeah. I think we spent more on the hors d'oeuvres than we did the actual dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's, that's good. That's good. Yeah, meats and cheeses. Um, um, I fully, fully endorse that as a plan for sure. It's excellent. It's so good. Uh, but uh, Doc, since you are back, I know it's been a slow little time with uh, news. But do you have anything you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I mean, there's some things to talk about for sure. And first of all, I just want to say, in the spirit of professionalism here, that uh, you know, it really, it really is not a good look for the ghoul to have a miss to miss an episode. You know, we expect our hosts nope. to be here at all times, and when someone has to miss an episode, it just, it really, really uh, looks bad on our program. It does, unfortunately. Yeah, it's. We're going you know, down. We, the rest of us got to the the rest of us got to pick up the slack and make it work, and it's just. Ah, oh, since the ghoul isn't here, uh, yes, watch Mandalorian. Yeah, it's the show still going, going. Okay, baby, Baby Yoda, um, Mandalorian, Star Wars is awesome. Okay, we covered that. Okay, now we can move on. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So, uh, I had talked previously about M. Night Shyamalan and his uh, two-project deal uh, with Universal uh, for two mm-hmm. projects that. Uh, already have release dates of February 26, 2021 and February 17, 2023. Uh, he said that uh, these are going to be weird, dark, uh, original projects. But now he's saying with some ideas percolating in his brain that he might turn this into three different projects with uh, cramming that third one somewhere in between those two release dates. So M. Night Shyamalan, a uh, very busy guy right now. Uh, He has this uh, Apple TV uh, show coming out, this exclusive Apple TV show called – it's called Servant. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's some kind of creepy – I don't know much about it. Uh, I don't do Apple TV, um, but he's directing a few episodes of that show. Um, And and then, yeah, so – uh, he's been kind of on a on a positive streak uh, with a you know with an up and down career that he's had, um, but we'll look forward to seeing what type of original material he is going to uh, come forward with uh, with these projects that he's working on, both uh, writing and directing them. So, and I did finally get around the same glass, and I thought it was excellent. I was blown away by how good it was. Definitely appreciate what he did with those Truthfully. characters. Yeah, just so amazing. Like I liked it better than Split in a lot of ways, just because it brought all those characters together in such a brilliant way. And James McAvoy deserves I, an Oscar for that. Oh, he, you know, he he was absolutely fantastic. And I'm glad you said that. I'm I'm, I'm curious to hear uh, you saying that you thought it was fantastic because uh, Glass was one of the movies that I was most looking forward to. Uh, you know, this, this came out. That came out what like this year, right? Like January 2019 yeah. or something like that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yes, something like that, one yeah. Of the, one, of, one of the films that I was most looking forward to this year, and I don't want to say, and I need, I do need to revisit it. That is for certain, but because I don't, I don't want to yet just go ahead and say that I was let down or disappointed. Uh, but I was certainly extremely puzzled uh, by the choices that he made in in concluding this story, uh, especially with this group, this secret group uh, that knows these characters are out there and works to eliminate them because. Uh, to my knowledge, and I have not gone back and done any research or watched uh, closely looking uh, for anything, to me it was like this absolutely was a curveball that completely came out of left field that with, with zero hints or clues or indications that there was something else nefarious going on uh, in the story of yeah. these characters, especially as the film obviously appeared on the surface to be building up to this uh, like climactic showdown between, uh, you know, between David Dunn and the Horde orchestrated by Mr. Glass. So um, I, just the ending left me a little puzzled and confused. And I, it is on my list uh, to revisit it, um, you know, at some point for sure. Um, when it's, once it hits like a regular rotation on TV and whatnot, I'm sure I'll, I'll watch it several times. But that was, that's, that was my feelings when, when Glass ended. I was kind of puzzled. Uh, more than anything. Yeah, I definitely want to make it one of my picks uh, for next year, for 2019, the cover glass, because of just how I felt about it. But I agree with you. Uh, uh, Paul, Sarah Paulson, yeah, that's her name, uh, that played Dr. Staple, you know, again, yes. it's it's ambiguous. Like, it's, it's one of those things where you don't know if he's trying to set up another one. You don't know if this is just it for this story of, of everybody that's in this situation. But it, there's a lot of theories. But I just thought that it was just such a brilliant movie to be able to combine these universes and make it work where it, there's some flaws, but at the same time, I, I just had a great time watching it. Like I yeah, wasn't like, oh, I'm bored, checking the runtime. Yeah. Yeah. The combination of universes I thought is, was absolutely brilliant. And uh, I somehow, and I'm, I, I, if I have said this story on the show before, please, I'm sure I have, but please, uh, if I have, feel free to stop me. But I somehow had managed to make my way through quite some time uh, after Split was released before I actually got around to seeing it, and I chose to watch it on an airplane, and uh, I had no idea about the big uh, reveal at the end, so I'm enjoying this movie, and then all of a sudden when it cuts to this coffee shop and uh, it's panning and you're listening to the news reports and the language that they're saying, I'm, then I'm starting to say, oh, that sounds familiar. And then, holy moly, there's Bruce Willis sitting there at the counter, and he says, oh, that's, you know, Mr. Glatt, you know? And I was, mm-hmm. I had such a, I got a, such a, a, like, goosebumps and chills and, like, all, like, the hair on my arms and neck stood up. And my wife was sitting next to me, and she, like, got my attention and she was like, what just happened to you? Like, I had, like, a reaction in my wife's face sitting next to me. Uh, you know, because that's how, much, that's how much I absolutely love Unbreakable. Um, yeah. You know? Yep. Uh, so that, that just blew my mind and, and, you know, there that being, you know, the, the main reason, of course, why I was so hyped up on uh, on, on seeing Glass. Um, you know, that, that feeling, that 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 experience that has happened to me twice on an airplane. Okay. Uh, where, with the chills and the my bathroom? wife going, "What?" 
no, uh, with my wife also going, what the hell is going on over there? Uh, I, when you I sure it wasn't in the bathroom? The time, I'm, I'm positive it was not in the bathroom. Uh, I tried to avoid using the restroom on an airplane. I use. I was watching. I hadn't seen or heard anything about uh, the Star Wars Rogue One film. Uh, and then when it gets to the final frame, and you see that it is the whole that whole movie is a lead-in uh, to the uh, very original Star Wars and New Hope movie, um, you know that blew my yeah. mind in a similar fashion. I mean that story has nothing to do really with, <laughs> with our show, but. Uh, just that I've had this experience on an airplane twice where I've had such a reaction that my wife has had to tap me and be like, what's going on over there? Um, <laughs> but anyway. anyway, so that is the world of M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, glass to be discussed uh, sometime more when the, the king has just announced that sometime in the year 2021, the Talking Terror Show will be covering Glass. That's right. It's coming. Stay tuned. So what's next, Doc? Uh, big news uh, came out yesterday or Monday about the upcoming Ghostbusters film. Mm-hmm. Not only has it been given the official title of Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, we have been told we all we will be getting a trailer at some point this week. Uh, which you know, I mean, that's the news uh, as far as Ghostbusters. I was really, really hoping that we would get the trailer at some point before our show this evening because oh, yeah. uh you know i'm sure everyone is really uh just in in for whatever the reasons are uh curious uh to get a look at this um i have maintained from the get go with this project uh a, an air of skepticism um yeah. i have i have said that for the last 20 years of listening to Dan Aykroyd at different times, being talking about <laughs> needing to do another Ghostbusters, um, and especially as Dan Aykroyd's career uh, has not maintained uh, the, the taller heights that it has once had, it reeks to me always of desperation. Uh, so I'm <laughs> this is very, true. very curious. I'm very. I, I have thought that. I have thought that forever. Um, you know, and I'm a huge fan of Dan Aykroyd, and I hate to feel that way. Uh, but that's how I've always kind of felt, and I'm just really, really curious uh, to see to see it. Not even to, to learn what the plot is or anything like that. I just want to see what it looks like and what it feels like when you're watching it, and what the atmosphere is coming off the screen. So, uh, I'm you know I'm looking forward to that trailer. Uh, hopefully, it comes tomorrow, and if not, then Friday. And I'm sure we'll That'd be great already to, to talk about it at, at you know uh, at like next week. Yeah, and I don't know about you, Monkey, but I wasn't crazy about the subtitle. You know, Ghostbusters, semicolon, uh, afterlife. You don't need to have a tag. Yeah, Just Ghostbusters yeah, 3 is fine. Uh, um, I, yeah, I, I guess, again, they're trying to separate themselves from everything that's come out so far. You know, but on the flip side, you know, we did have the good news of, you know, again, with the exception of uh, Harold Ramis, you know, we understand. You know, they, they have yeah. pretty much the, the entire cast back together for this movie. Even if it's just for a little snippet, they they have all of the original cast back together. They don't have Rick Moranis. No, they don't. I'm sorry. That's, I'm sorry. That's that's who I meant. Yeah, that's what I meant was except for him. Um, was you know, and we understand. You know, he has his personal life that he has to take care of. Um, but everyone else is on board, including Bill Murray. <laughs> the one holdout, <laughs> except for Rick Moranis. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what the trailer is going to be. I know the plot is just basically that it's kids moving to a town and strange things happen. I'm hoping that the trailer is just a teaser and they don't give away too much. I don't want to see a lot. Just give me a little taste. Let me dip my fingers in my ectoplasm one more time and just have a good time with the teaser. Make it a minute long, and I'm in, I'm out, I'm ready to see the full trailer when it comes out next year. Oh, I want to see. Yeah, it's well, hopefully they don't have that much, you know, that they have to work with yet, you know, because they just nailed the gas. So, you know, they're just starting filming. All I'm going to say, you know, no, it's done. and I always it's been say, wrapped. what? It's been wrapped. But they just nailed down the gas. No, it wrapped up in the summertime. Okay, but what was they, all the stuff about them just the putting up all this stuff about they had the entire cast? Or yeah, they, they had that information out now. Oh, it's been leaked. okay. Yeah. They had them. They wrapped oh. already. Like in late summer, they wrapped Ghostbusters Afterlife. So it's done. It's in the can. Now we just have to wait to see the, the mm. teaser that comes out and the trailers after that. Mm. So, no, it's done. And, yeah. And, in re- in regards to to Rick Moranis, like you know, as again, uh, you know, his era, um, you know, is the era that I kind of uh, kind of came of age during, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, Mike Aykroyd, Mike Dan Aykroyd, uh, Rick Moranis is another one uh, that I'm a, a big fan of. So I was just doing some reading now. And, uh, while I can find no information about anything involving him in, in this current Ghostbusters, uh, he was approached for a cameo in the 2015 or 2016 Ghostbusters uh, female cast-led uh, reboot uh, that they offered him a role, and he turned it down. Uh, he said that he wished them all well, that he hopes that it was terrific, but to him, it just made no sense. Uh, and, uh, right. you know, this is all quotes. Why would I just go? Why would I go do just a day of shooting on something I did uh, 30 years ago. He said that he actually uh, is not retired, although he did leave the the working life after his wife died. Uh, he said that it became a longer break than anticipated, but that he's interested in anything that he finds interesting, uh, and that every once in a while he gets an inquiry, but there's been nothing that's come his way that has piqued his interest in, in any way. So, uh, uh, okay. And I can't blame you know, him. Right. You know, he's currently yeah. 62. Yeah. He has done. He has done. Uh, he has done some voice work. Um, mm-hmm. He's done he's some on the radio commercial voice work in Canada, and because he is Canadian, and uh, you know, he actually has released a, a couple of comedy albums as well. But as far as appearing on screen in film, uh, it's not. Uh, not something that's really been involved. <laughs> and I'm gonna say, and, and I'm gonna say like I always do every time there's a new Ghostbusters project. And you know, King, what I'm gonna say? <laughs> oh yeah, I do. Bring, <laughs> Bring it back. back that Echo Cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was an actual uh, fan art of Ecto Cooler after it was announced. It was gonna be called Ghostbusters Afterlife. There was a fan that put up a bunch of fan art of Ecto Cooler Afterlife. And all these different flavors of Ecto Cooler. And everybody's like, I fucking want it now. And it's like, nope, just a fan art. Not real. Calm down, everybody. (laughs) And a collective groan erupted amongst all the Ecto Cooler enthusiasts like myself and you, Monkey. (laughs) And it's not happening as of yet. But hopefully it will. Mm, True. (laughs) All right. So what else you got, Doc? Uh, Netflix. 
uh, which has their hand in all kinds of original content, uh, has a new docu-series uh, coming out that will be uh, produced by Ron Howard and Brian Grazer's company, uh, with Joe Berlinger directing. It says that it's going to be a gritty and meticulous study of some of America's most haunted locations. And as far as that project is concerned, uh, that is all that is known about it at this time. Wow. Man. I'm in for that. Of course you would, <laughs> because you like those cheesy damn ghost chaser shows, man. It's just, I don't oh, like them. We've got a... I never said I like those. Like I like Amityville. Yeah. I'm saying you no, but you. I'm saying you like laughing at them and stuff like that. You, you know, you you just enjoy watching them. It's a, you know, you you're just a dirty little girl sitting there with the lights off watching those things. What's that noise? What's that? I, th- I think I heard assault. I, I think I heard somebody say, "Get out." I don't know. Let's go back to our voice recorder. Oh, I heard something. Did you hear it? I heard it too, man. <laughs> it said my name. It said my name. It said Andy. I heard it. It was clear as day. Yeah, okay. I'm so scared right now. <laughs> yeah. I just saw a person in that window, dude. I totally saw it. Did you see it? I saw it. I caught it on camera. I saw my thermal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. There is no just, I, 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 I've had enough of these. I, I, I don't know about you, Doc. If you watch those at all, just, just for guilty pleasure. I don't like any, <laughs> any, any of that. <laughs> no. I don't watch any of that. I haven't watched any of that. I don't plan to watch any of that. Uh, <laughs> that is not uh, my thing. <clears throat> yeah, I, I just hate it when uh, people know that. You know, I'm part of Talking Terror. You know, my coworkers, my friends, and stuff like that. And then they start asking if I've watched all of these, you know, reality shows about the ghosts. Like, I'm like, no, we talk about horror movies. We don't, we don't, we don't do this. No, no. <laughs> no, sorry, not interested in talking about real life ghosts because there aren't any real life ghosts. They don't exist. <laughs> Except for Beetlejuice. <laughs> no, he's legit. Don't say his name three times. Yeah. You're just fuck yourself. Yeah, whatever you do. Don't feed him after midnight. No, don't get him wet. Don't expose <laughs> him to light. Don't want to do that. Those are bad things yeah. that are going to happen. <laughs> what? Don't don't get don't get don't get Michael Keaton wet. Is that what you said? No. <laughs> you don't want to get him wet. Because <laughs> then you're going to get a bunch of Batman movies. You wouldn't like him when he's wet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what else do you have, Doc? <laughs> also. Apparently, there are a whole collection of different Stranger Things games. Um, okay. I I had no idea. Yeah, this was nope, there are. <laughs> I but didn't know either. Just what? To list a few, we have the Stranger Things collaboration with Ego Waffles. Okay. For a ego themed Stranger Things uh, card game, uh, there is a <laughs> yep. Stranger Things Dungeons and Dragons starter package. Yes, there is. Uh, <laughs> yes, there, there is. is. It's in a red box. There it's is in a red box too. <laughs> there is a Stranger Things handheld arcade style game featuring 20 games from the 80s, including Pac Man, Dick Dug, Galaga, and Galaxian. Uh, there is a Stranger Things Monopoly game 
There is a Stranger Things slash 80s Trivial Pursuit set, and there is a Stranger Things-themed Ouija board. And a Ouija board, too. The fuck does that tie into the show? (laughs) I don't know. Well, maybe the Ouija, maybe it's a really big Ouija board that you put on your wall, and you have to use Christmas lights. Oh, there maybe you go. That's their so Ouija. ties it in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, strike while the iron tot. You know, I remember back when Stranger Things season three came out, Baskin Robbins had that tie-in where they had a bunch of ice cream flavors for uh, Ships Ahoy, the ice cream parlor that was on the show, so you can get all the different kind of uh, ice cream flavors. Now they okay. This is going a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we've reached mm-hmm. official max mm-hmm. of tie-in series, mm-hmm. where now we have ice cream. What? Well, and and the weird thing is we have all these tie-ins, but at the same time we don't have that many decent figures. Again, NECA. No. You know, we talked about it last. We talked about it last week, King, and this this yep. week as well. It's like NECA has some Stranger Things figures, but you know, not as many as you think there would be for the fan base that's out there for it. There was one I found at FYE this past weekend of Hopper from season three that I wanted to get, but I didn't want to pay the $40 for dinner. So I left it on the shelf. Wait, uh, <laughs> what was $40? It was a Hopper action figure from season three, Jim Hopper. It had him in his Hawaiian shirt. I know who Hopper is, but the, the, this Hopper doll cost $40? Yep, $40. Was it, is it like a, like a, is it, is it life size? Nope. Nope. It's a little figure. Does it give you that, a hand job? A, no, no. I, I, no, but I, I, it comes with a... Does it, why does it cost... Four, is it like, a, like, a little, like, a, like the size of like a Star Wars figure? Like what size is it? A little bigger than that, like a standard action figure size. It's seven and a half uh, inches tall. Is it... Yeah. $40? Oh, yeah. They price gouging figures. NECA loves and, the price gouge. It doesn't, yeah, because, it doesn't have, like, interchangeable outfits or weapons or movable parts or anything like that? It comes with a wine bottle and a gun. So, oh, yeah, that's all it comes with. Because because usually the NECA figures come in a collector's box, and then they come with uh, different parts that you can switch out, different hands doing different things. Um, same thing when with the Friday the 13th figures they put out, the Nightmare on Elm Street figures. Um, the Chucky figure that the King has, you know, they all that's have quality though. That's like ultimate edition. That's like quality though. The box that it came in and all the accessories. This Jim Hopper one, yeah. it was in clamshell and it came with two items. <laughs> like, whoa, oh, yeah, forty dollars. Yeah, you know, I I know all of this stuff exists. I know that it's all out there. Um, I just didn't know that that shit was that expensive. I'm I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of kind of. Yeah kind of baffled about that. And I, I know uh, that there is an entire industry of uh, grown-ups uh, that buy, trade, sell, barter, all of this shit, that it's not just like kids that are buying it and playing with it. I know it's no, a whole, right, no. uh, it's it's a whole industry, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just really surprised to hear the, the price tag on that, especially for something that's like, like new and, and current, you know, it's, you know, That's just, why I've turned a lot of them away. Like the, the Jason Voorhees NECAs and the Michael Myers NECAs, I always turn them away because they're $40. So I'm like, I'm not paying that much yeah. for this. No, I don't – you know, that's not like my um, 
my thing, you know, so that's not something that I'm, I'm actively shopping for or even looking at in the stores. Uh, but if you would have asked me, uh, you know, at the start of this conversation, if you would have said, uh, we have uh, the Jim Hopper, uh, you know, season three uh, action figure uh, in the Hawaiian shirt with the wine bottle and the gun, uh, Doc, how much do you think it costs? I would have said, like, I don't know, like eleven ninety nine. I have no <laughs> I idea what, yep. what, what, what that stuff costs. I would have said the exact same thing. No, no, they want it because it's articulated and it looks like David Harbour. So yeah, forty dollars. <laughs> Sorry, I felt bad that, living that, on the shelf, but I had to. That's that's why the king usually just waits till his birthday, and then I usually just give him one of those anyway. <laughs> I know. It's, it's always good. My birthday rolls around. Like when he got me the Chucky one, I was like, "Yep, that's it. It's forty dollars, and you got it for me." <laughs> you know, but it stands proudly on my shelf with all my other figures. That looks good. <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah. what they want. Fans, these things, the, but... the, the king does love his horror figure. So if you ever want to send fan mail, by all means, send the king any horror action figures that you may come across, and they will gladly be added to his collection. <laughs> yeah, I, gladly, as long as they don't get stolen. That's a big thing. <laughs> my mailbox is not that safe. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so, what else you got on the docket, Doc? Uh, yet another. Believe it or not, hold on to your seats. Oh man! Uh, yet another Stephen King property is going to become a feature film. I know this is hard to believe right now, but no it's way. happening. It's happening. Which one now? Uh, what? From a Buick Eight. <laughs> From a Buick 8 is going to see the light of day. Oh, uh, okay. This is uh, going to star and be produced by uh, Thomas Jane and a producer named Courtney Lauren Penn. They are forming a production company called Renegade Entertainment to adapt this project. Um, and this will be the fourth um Stephen King adaptation that Thomas Jane has been will be, have been in because he's been in 1922, uh, The Mist, and uh, was it Dreamcatcher, I think. And yep, uh, you know, so uh, that's that's that with uh, from a view of Gates. What I did not know is that at one time, uh, and I'm sure I would I would imagine that the King knows this that at one time uh, this was possibly going to be a George Romero product pro- uh, project. Um, yeah. But that never came to pass. Another one of the many George Romero projects that Stephen King wanted him to do, and it just never came to be. Pet Cemetery, Salem's Lot, From a Buick 8. There's a ton of projects that George Romero wanted to do for Stephen King and never had the chance to do it, including From a Buick 8. That was supposed to be made back in 2002, right around the time that the book came out. This never happened. Stars never aligned. But that's a good book. I don't know if you've ever read it, Doc, but From a Buick 8 is a good one. A, a good entry for Stephen King. Yeah, you know, that's one uh, that uh, came out in the time period where I wasn't reading Stephen King. Uh, I got back on the Stephen King train. Um, I don't remember which one it was that like kind of pulled me back in. and I, whatever It might have been under the dome. I, I'm not certain, but I read a whole bunch of ones he put out, and I meant to like kind of work my start working my way back and reading the, the small collection of ones that I haven't read. Um, 
so I'm sure I'll read it at some point. Um, you know, it's on my list. My never-ending yeah, list. Yeah, it was one, read it a lot. It was one of the ones that people don't remember that well, but I remember reading it, thinking that it was like a kind of a great companion to Christine, but it had this other dimension aspect to it. Um, it's a great read. You know, it's not as long as some of his other books, but it's, it's worth checking out, especially when the movie comes out, just to kind of compare and contrast the two, as I always like to do when any Stephen King project comes out. Yeah, speaking of okay. Stephen King and his projects, I've, I've, I've hold steadfast, you know, as one who is not <laughs> a fan of uh, remakes and reboots, but uh, Christine is one that I would love to see somebody tackle uh, yeah. only, only if they tackle it from a point of uh, sticking more true to the novel. Um, that would be the only way I would be interested to see what's, what someone can come up with. Um, that would be but I won't be, won't be holding my breath. It's my favorite King book, so I won't be holding my breath. Um, oh. Yeah. On that one anytime soon. Uh, but, you know, we'll see what happens. So what about Christine that sets it apart from the other books? That makes you love it as much as you think. Uh I I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, it it might be you know I I have a copy of it. I have my little bookshelf uh, behind my desk in my classroom where I have some of my personal selections that are not uh, you know that are not that are off limits to the students to just help themselves mm-hmm. to. They need to like uh, know that there's something back there that they're interested in. They need to be able to talk about why they might want to read it for what reason. I mean I have my other classroom library where they can help themselves to whatever but uh, you know I have some of my Stephen King old paperbacks and you know some different stuff back there but um, I've been looking at it and been wanting to read it again because um, it's been a few several years um, I don't I don't know I don't know if it was the the the, the nerd to, to 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 demon story uh, like the car stuff in it was cool to me uh, you know I would really have to kind of read it again but that was the one that stuck with me the most um, maybe it might have been because I saw the movie first and really liked the movie um, even though uh, now I can look at it and, and see how flawed it is even though I like it uh, but then I think when I when I did go back and read the book I was just kind of blown away by uh, by the differences and by what a powerful story it was on the page uh, compared to just watching this movie about a, a killer car, you know? And it worked out really well. I think that Keith Gordon played a great role as Arnie. But, yeah, like mm-hmm. you said, the, the book is so much better with his transformation into the person that owned Christine before he did, like almost being possessed mm-hmm. by the spirit in yeah. the car, not just Christine, but the actual spirit. They never explored that in the movie. No, the, the movie was very it was very much like yeah, um, you know, they go back and find out that um, you know, people had died in the car, that they wouldn't get rid of it and all of this. But as far as that stuff is concerned, everything the movie was just kind of, you know, very very on the surface, you know. It was uh where the book was like tremendously deep and the character development was outstanding in that one. It was. Um, there's another Stephen King uh, short story that I always wanted to see be made into a movie, and it's actually rolling into possible production um, from Skeleton Crew from 85. There's a story called The Jaunt that Andy right. Machetti, who directed it in Chapter 2, uh, they're developing it into a movie, and I've been fucking dying to see somebody tackle The Jaunt because it's a, it's a short story, but it's so fucking scary. And I always wanted somebody to tackle it and do it the right way. 
because this is the way that it's right. presented, and it just gives you that great ending. And you're like, how the fuck are they going to do this in a movie? But I want to see it. So I'm really hoping that the jaunt gets its due and gets made into a film. All right. Well, I hope for you too. Uh, my same comments as far as uh, Skeleton Crew is concerned has to do uh, with Survivor Type, which originally was slated as being yeah. one of the entries in the Creepshow series, and uh, that never actually came to pass. So, um, you know, I'm holding out hope that we'll see it because that show has been um, renewed for a second season. And. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, that story will see uh, see the light of day. Because that and there was never an explanation yeah. given. Yeah. They never said we're yeah. not doing Survivor Type because of this. <laughs> you know, no reason. Mm-hmm. Now, Doc, you finished all of season one of Creepshow, right? I did. Okay. Um, do you think you know because you're all excited about Survivor Type? Do you think they're going to be actually be able to? Uh, fully capture survivor type in the time segment that they're going to have for these episodes? Based on what I've seen, probably not. And maybe that was something that went into them ending up not uh, producing that particular story. Uh, Again, uh, the word about that story, it was never like listed as 100% confirmed. It was just saying that when that show was first announced that Nicotero was behind it and that Survivor Type was one of the stories that he definitely wanted to explore. It wasn't like a ne- ever announced officially as, as one of the episodes. It'd be a good standalone now, entry. Yeah, because I was going to actually say that is coming this, you know, next season. Uh, you know, the, the quick, uh, you know, 15-minute, 20-minute segments were fun. But at the same time, I wouldn't mind some episodes where they do just one story, one longer storyline for one full episode. Yeah. I'd love to see that. You know, I mean, personally, if they're doing it, they got to do it one entry. They got to do like a 45 minute story. And I don't even think 45 minutes is enough to tell the story of Survivor Type. I think you need a lot longer than that. But I'd love to see it get made. And, but the overall Creep Show season one, it just, it, it was great. You know, there were some lulls in it with some of the entries, but overall, I enjoyed it. I had a great time with what they created. Yeah, it was fun. It, 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 was, a, it was a decent attempt. Completely agree. Uh, so what else do you have for us, Doc? Uh, those are the items that that I have in the news uh, this okay. week. All right, so looking at the clock. All right, so, all right, so yeah, there's a... Uh, one thing I wanted to say is that today is the birthday of a horror icon, and that would be Tony Todd, Candyman himself. So happy birthday out there to Tony Todd, wherever you are. One of my favorite actors of all time, not just in horror, but also in action movies like The Rock, you know, and also Final Destination and Night of the Living Dead remake. One hell of a guy. And I've met him in person a couple times, and he's always been the nicest fucking guy I've ever met at a con. Always willing to talk to you at length about movies. Just one of the nicest persons I've ever met. Yeah, I heard he's a great celebrity to talk to. Because um, uh, I think it was Radke said that that was um, one of his first celebrities that he met at a horror con, and he was just so bloody nice to him. And that was Dustin from Horror and Sons. Oh, okay. To correct you on that one. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, 
But uh, before the doc came on air, we were talking about Black Friday deals and Black Friday gets. I know, Monkey, you said that you couldn't really get out because you had to work. Uh, the other yes, item I, I actually bought, I went to the bookstore in the mall, and I was perusing the true crime section because I'm a huge true crime nut. Um, and one of my favorite serial killers of all time is Ted Bundy. And I actually found a book called Ted Bundy Conversations with a Killer, which is basically all the recorded conversations that he had with two authors, one being Stephen Michaud. And basically all these conversations took place before his execution in 1989. And it's him basically talking in the third person about how he killed all of his victims. And he's such a piece of shit. Like, if you really want to read into Ted Bundy and how all the women glamorized him and said, he's such a great looking guy. Oh my God, Ted, he's so sexy. He's like, yeah, read this fucking book. He's disgusting. (laughs) Because he goes into detail about these murders and he basically says, I didn't do any of these things. I didn't kill anybody. I just, I mean, I'm on trial for like uh, robbing things and taking things, but murder, never me. But if I did do it, this is how I would do it. Pulling an OJ Simpson. You know, if I did do it, uh, this is how I would do it. Let me break it down psychologically how this entity, as we we're going to call him, would kill all of the victims that are attributed to my name. And it's just, it's a disgusting, haunting read. I'm all halfway through the book, and just to hear him talk about these murders and just hypothesizing about how he would kill George Ann Hawkins or Wendy Ann Healy or Denise Nasland or Janice Ott. When he killed two people on the same day at Lake Sammamish, Janice Ott and Denise Naslin, how he got away with it. But he's like, well, it wasn't me, but if it was me, this is how I would do it. You know, come on. (laughs) Such a fucking monster. Like, it's just unbelievable. So if you really want to get into the mind of a serial killer, that's a book to pick up because it really goes into the depth of who he was getting high in prison and coming into the interview room high and joking around with everybody. Ridiculous. But I never knew, like I said, Ted Bundy's always been that fucking, you know, Moby Dick to me. You know, that just great white whale of a killer. I just can never understand him, you know, how all these women could find him so sexy and irresistible when he was a fucking sadistic monster, you know, that would kill you just as fast as he would look at you. <laughs> that sounds interesting as hell, man. That you were able to find something like that. Of, and then you said this book is the actual recordings of of the conversations. Yes, uh, Stephen Michaud and James Aylesworth were the two that recorded these conversations in jail in Florida before he got executed. And they basically just weren't getting anything out of him in terms of the murders. They would have these conversations with him, and he would say, I'm not a murderer. I'm not a killer. So I don't know what you guys are trying to get out of me. So one day they said, you know what, Ted? Let's imagine that you're not the killer. What would the killer do if he was going to do this? And he was like, ooh, sexy. Hmm. No, let me think. Let me think. And then he just started fucking talking and talking and talking about these fucking murders that he did, but he talked about it in the third person. And that's not even including the tapes that he recorded right before his execution in 89, where they tried to get him to cop Mm. a deal. And they said, if you cop to the murders of including Kimberly Ann Leach, who was 12 years old in Tallahassee, we'll give you 75 years, and then you'll be out. You could just get out right now. So they gave him a tape recorder, and he basically whispered into the recorder about how he cut off a woman's head and buried it in the woods. 
But then he got so sick of admitting these things that he said, well, it's not going to look too good on me if I admit to these. So I'll just take the death penalty because he wanted oh, people okay. to believe that he wasn't a killer. He wanted to have this illusion that he was on trial and wrongfully convicted of these murders, even though he did all of them. But he would not be willing to take that plea. So he just said, I'm done. I'm not going to record any of these things anymore. Just send me to the chair. And burn, Bundy, burn, January 12th, 1989, mm. 7.03 a.m. Mm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a great book for true crime fans, you know, to, to read and to kind of get into the mind of, of who he was and how much of an mm. asshole he was. There's nothing majestic about him. That that mm. Bundy movie that came out with Zac Efron earlier this year completely glamorized him and made him look like yeah, a fucking know, rock star. Yeah, it really did. It was disgusting. Yeah, because you, yeah, you said this movie did everything it said it wasn't going to do. Mm-hmm. It made it look like he was innocent. It made you want to root for him. <laughs> like, oh, okay. When he escapes from jail, you don't want to play the box tops sending a letter because that's not the right song to play when he's escaping prison for murders. <laughs> like, he's not a fun <laughs> guy. He's not a guy that you want to have a beer with and go, oh, Chad, you're innocent, man. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. He's just, you but, know, a horrible uh, person. Yeah. But if he did so want to go this, out and rec- – oh, go ahead, Doc. What were you going to say? I was going to say this this, um, this book that you said you found on Black Friday, was this a book that uh, that you were aware of, that you knew of, that you were looking for, or was this like a random find? It was a random find. I was looking in the true crime section, and I was perusing the books. I had a couple of new ones about Manson that I was looking at. Then all of a sudden, I saw this cover of Ted in prison, and it said Ted Bundy, Conversations with the Serial Killer, and uh, the authors that wrote it. And I said, I, well, I have so many Ted Bundy books, but I don't have this one. I was like, so i got to get this one. Even if I've read all of it before, I want to hear what he has to say for himself in prison right. to see what's different. Because I have all these different books. I have the Anne Rule books, The Stranger Beside Me, where she talked about how she worked with him in Seattle at the Suicide Hotline Center. He was a suicide hotline operator at one point, if you could believe that. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. He worked for a long time as a suicide operator, you know, basically telling people that your life is worth it. Don't kill yourself. <laughs> that was when he was in Seattle. And uh, I'll be over in three hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But it's uh, another one called The Bundy Murders I have. There's another one I call, have called The Bundy Tapes, which is all about his confession. So, yeah, I have a ton of Bundy books. And this one I didn't have, and I was like, I have to add it to my collection, right alongside my 15 Manson books that I have for some reason. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm collecting. And I have one about Ed Gein but, somewhere, I'm sure. But killers that you uh, uh, that are out there that you would want to have a beer with, didn't you start the Harley Quinn series that was, I that was on DC? I did. It's on the DC streaming service. It's an animated series. Um, they're going to drop new episodes every Friday. So I decided to check out the first episode just to see what it was going to be because I knew this was going to be tackling Harley Quinn in the New 52. It was going to be her with her blue and pink hair. Uh, they started it out really well with her being subservient to the Joker, um, uh-huh. kind of believing that he loved her no matter what. Like, he's clearly saying, fuck you, Harley, I don't give a shit. And she's like, but he loves me, though. So it was like a great episode of showing toxic relationships. 
and how they yeah. aren't for you. You have Poison Ivy trying to convince her the entire time, but holy shit, the violence. You have heads getting ripped off, heads getting melted, people being gutted. You have a neurotic Jim Gordon who's drinking coffee like it's going out of style and constantly flashing on the bat signal just so he can talk to Batman for a little while because he's lonely. <laughs> and the, the amount of fucks that are dropped in this first episode, I was like, this is not a kid show at all. Because within the first three seconds, she's like, hey, motherfuckers, eat my motherfucking ass. And I was like, oh, my God. We are off to the races <laughs> with Harley Quinn. It's a fun animated series. You know, it's an adult animated series, I should say. But if you love Harley Quinn like I do and just want to see something different, it's such a great show. Every Friday on the DC streaming network, mm. you could find that show. And and any any did they get anyone for the voice work, or are we talking about just random actors? Uh, I do know that Christopher Maloney from Law and Order SVU. He plays Jim Gordon. Uh, Dietrich Bader, you might know as the next door neighbor to Peter in Office Space, plays Batman of all characters. Ooh, what a lovely tea party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, man. They got the breast exam on television, Peter. Oh, damn. <laughs> you know. um, Peter and Kelly Cuoco. <laughs> and Haley Cuoco from Big Bang Theory uh, plays Harley. So it's kind of cool to see her dropping fucking F-bombs. Like, it's going out of style. Like, it's just, <laughs> whoa, okay, that's not Penny anymore from Big Bang Theory. She's the Harley Quinn, and she's dropping them bombs. Like, and what are you know, talking about? This the is, Harley Quinn animated Harley, series. Yeah. The On Harley the Quinn streaming what? service. Animated uh, yeah, series. <clears throat> yep. Don't know it. Not, not the thing. <laughs> no, it's not, but I know that the... I wanted to talk about it on the show because I watched yeah. that first episode, and I was like, I cannot wait for more and, episodes because they just and, went there in the and first you one. Did, and you, you know I'm an animation nerd here, so what's the quality of the animation like, King? Very cartoony. Very just Very? over-the-top cartoonish. Not like the gritty DC animated movies like The Killing Joke. This is more okay. – it looks like a lighthearted cartoon. The way that they animate everybody with the big eyes and everything like that. It just it looks like it's a very, very colorful show. A lot of colors. Okay, so so it has a look of a children's animated show, but it's definitely not yeah. a children's animated show. They made King Shark okay. look like he could be on Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> they showed King Shark in one of the episodes and he looks like he belongs on a kid a hit kid show. Like they made him look so cute and lovable. I'm like, Oh my god, it's King Shark? <laughs> he looks adorable But that's the look okay. they're going for okay. It's this very adorable uh, kid show But it's very vulgar and violent Okay Okay so we're talking about like uh, power, Drunken Powerpuff Girls Yes is what we're yeah. talking. Okay. Okay. Somebody got lazy over there And decided they were going to make a drunken Powerpuff Girls With a lot of fucking bad violence And language it's it's a lot of fun. Like I just I couldn't believe it when the episode was done. I was like, that's it. I gotta wait another week. Come on, binge this. Come on, give me everything. Give me all the episodes. <laughs> I can't wait for Friday when the new episode drops. Um, but you know, speaking of, of bad characters, we do have one that we're going to be talking about uh, for this week's episode, which is the Med Monkeys pick of Santa's Slave yes. in 2005, directed by Dave Steinman. Ah. The partner of Brett Radner, not a director in his own right, but he's yeah. just kind of like the business partner who made this movie. But yeah. Monkey, why don't you take it away and give us a little bit of Jingle Bells all the way? 
you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Goldberg. He's coming to town. <laughs> Goldberg. 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 Yeah, that, this is what we're talking about is yes. We are having Santa Claus, but not as you know him. Come to the come to hell. That's right. Santa Claus is going to hell, and he's pissed off people, and he's there to kick ass. All right, and we're just gonna leave it at that, and we're just gonna get straight into this, just because, like it, yeah, it, it's just yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna drop right in. Yeah, because this is how the monkey does it. We're kicking off December. This monkey's pick. So we're going corny. We're going gory. We're going cheesy because this is what the monkey does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Doc, what do you think about Santa Slay? Um, monkey, I don't know if I would necessarily use the the adjective of gory to go with this one. While there was lots of uh, very large body counts. Um, but... <laughs> I, I I have to say you you like to pick these these Christmas themed movies around uh, around the season and and what was the, the last one was it Christmas the Christmas Horror Story was that what it was, was that yes, what it was called yes yes yep. it was it was Christmas Horror Story and then before that it was Krampus <laughs> right 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know uh, less so with Krampus but more so with Christmas Horror Story and then this one like these, these get announced and truly I'm like. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> watch this shit. And, uh, and I say that with affection, but uh, you know, uh, last year I remember thinking, like, what, what is this shit? But the, did he just Google like a fucking Christmas theme horror movie and pick the fucking search, uh, whatever came up in the search? And then I, I watched this one last year, and that was that was that was entertaining, and I remember us having like a really fun conversation surrounding it, and uh, so I was a little bit more open-minded. Uh, this time around, in regards to this pick, and no, 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 please, no, there's nothing, there's nothing to apologize about at all. In any way, uh, you know, I, I, we, we pick our, we, we have the freedom to pick whatever we want to pick for the show, and 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 that is the rules and the expectations, and 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 I expect no less. And I feel that uh, while I did not have as much fun uh, with this one as I did with last year's Christmas choice. Uh, I did say, I did think that it was on the entertaining side. Um, I, you know, I, I think that it's, that it's relatively short running time was a benefit to it. Um, and I'm really curious. I'm really curious to know how, I mean, not so much Chris Kattan because what the fuck is that guy doing now? Um, and even (laughs) Fran Drescher to a degree. Uh, but you know, James, not that he's so busy, but James Conn is a very highly respected actor that's been in, in some all time classic films. I'm so curious as how they got this collection of performers to appear in the yeah. opening scene of this film. Uh, yeah. but you know, it was, it and, was a, you know, it was a, a fairly yeah. entertaining Christmas horror, right? Yeah. All right. And we'll get to opening scene in a minute. King, what did you think of this gem that I picked? <laughs> Well, first I wanted to give the ghoul's thoughts because he did have some thoughts, even though he can't be here. So I wanted to get through those real quick. Uh, He had just messaged us saying that his thoughts on Santa Slay, not as bad as I expected, not as funny as it could have been some sharper writing and it could have been a really funny horror film. So I'm not going to say I I agree agree or disagree, um, but I will give my thoughts in that I had a really fun time with this movie. 
I did. Uh, I agree with the docs that the running time is perfect for this type of movie. It does not need to be that long, and it's not. It's a quick little bit. It's an hour and 11 minutes. I track the running time. Not even including credits, it's an hour and 11 minutes. So it's not like it's going to take you all day to get through this movie. Um, And I just, I love the fact that Bill Goldberg is Jewish, and he's playing Santa Claus. And he's just (laughs) not dropping one-liners like you would expect him to do like he drops a couple but not so many where you're like i'm kind of over this movie um there was some questionable things that i just i don't like using the r word and i felt like okay 2005 <laughs> like we're over that word um i'm not a big fan of using that word in vernacular what is the r word but, uh retard i don't uh, like using okay. that word i just i'm not a big fan of it you know mm-hmm. Especially in the field that I'm in, not a good word. So I was like, ah, it's all right. It's a passing one. You know, the the, the Jewish cues were kind of fun, but at the same time, like, are a little bit forced at some points. Um, But otherwise, it's a a quick, fun little movie, including some Rankin-Bass animation that I wasn't expecting to see. (laughs) Yeah, so in the animation. So, Monkey, why don't you take us into that opening shot of this movie where there's Uh, some pretty big players. Around this now, Christmas you don't have, Yeah. Now, if you don't want to watch the entire movie, be honest, you can just watch this opening sequence, Agreed. and you'll be fine. And you'll be fine with it because I, I personally think this opening sequence was probably made as a pitch, and you know yeah. that's why mm-hmm. they had so many stars in there. Is this was done solely alone as a pitch, and that's what it was. But I loved it because we have this. Um, you know, rich, rich white family that's gathered around the table, and they're thanking themselves for, you know, saying grace around the table, thinking that they're white, thinking that they're rich, thinking that they aren't Samoan, <laughs> and you know, they're they're a bunch of assholes to each other. Um, you, you got Chris Kattan that's <laughs> flirting with Fran Drescher under the table. Oh, it's just seeing Fran Drescher play a role that I've never <clears throat> seen her play before, so I was thrown off by this. Um, and quick aside, yeah. Monkey, quick, quick aside. Yeah. They yeah. are all listed as family members in the credits, except for James Conn, who's uncredited. <laughs> he didn't take a credit for this movie, but they are all Masons. So they are all related, but yet for some reason, Chris Kattan is finger-blasting his mom underneath the Christmas table <laughs> because – they are not all unrelated. No, so, no, they are all the Mason no, family. Um, <clears throat> no, um, Fran Drescher is his um, mother-in-law. So, but why would he be a Mason then? Like, wouldn't his wife take his last name? I, well, may, maybe they're all rich and they didn't. What? Maybe he took her name. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. continue. Okay. Yeah. E- Either way, yes, weird things going on. And then as the things start to get weird and James Conn goes over the table to go after Chris Kattan, that's when we have Santa Claus roll in. Oh, Goldberg himself. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the titan of WCW. <laughs> Rolling in. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I just loved it. Just kicking in the fireplace. Throwing his hat across the room like James Bond. Landing perfectly on the coat, the coat rack. Kicks the fucking dog straight across the fucking room. <laughs> fucking loved it. 
and then and then just insanity ensued. King, feel free to pick up as well what you enjoyed here. It was just it was great because you have Rebecca Gayhart, who I love in this scene, with Fran Dresser. You have James Caan, who, like the doc had said, amazing actor in his own right, but he was an elf, so I give him an X on that one because I don't like that movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, because this doc was this a blind like movie you've never seen this before? I've never seen this before. Never even heard of it before. So like going into this opening sequence, where you're like, what the fuck are all these famous actors doing in this scene? I know all these people. Well, you this know, is a when, pitch movie. when I saw, you know, when I saw the the title, like I did a a quick a quick look uh, of what it was and saw, uh, you know, some of the names that were in it. So like I knew they were going to be there uh, in some capacity. I didn't realize they were all going to be in the in the same scene and all be uh, <laughs> murdered uh, in the opening couple of minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rebecca Earhart. I've been good. I've been good. Nope, you're not. You're dead. You know, James <laughs> Kong getting his hand stabbed. Fran Drescher getting her hair set on fire. Like, there's so much going on in this opening scene. Like the monkey had said, if this is the only part of the movie you watch, you're fine. Just shut it off. You don't need to watch the rest of the movie. This is it. It's a quick vignette. It's yeah. a quick short with Goldberg and Santa Claus killing a bunch of famous people. <laughs> yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> we know, Fran. We know you're dying. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, after that movie, you're like, okay, so that's the movie. Great. Okay, cool pick, uh, Monkey. Five minute movie. Great. Can't wait to talk about it. No, we're going on because there's another movie it plays. With uh, Nicholas Yulson, <laughs> great, great name for a character, playing a youth that works yeah. at the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Heavenly Scent, S-C-E-N-T, Delhi, played by a great character actor in his own right, the guy that plays Doc, uh, Mr. Green. I love him. He's a great character actor. Yeah. He's been in a ton of yeah. movies, including True yeah, Romance. I, yes, and I also and Death really Five. loved him in, yeah, and I really, really enjoyed him in Warehouse 13 <laughs> when yeah. that was on Sci-Fi. That was a great show. He was great yep, in was. that. Um, but yeah, great character actor. And it was just again, you know, one more person where I was like, "Hey, I know that guy." All right, there's. Mm-hmm. We didn't run out of celebrities. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Saul Rubinick, I should say, is his name. Saul Rubinick, the actor. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love Mature Romance, yeah. Death Wish Five, the last Charles Bronson movie. Uh, so good. And the same in this movie, playing a guy that mm-hmm. owns a deli named Heaven Sent, even though he's clearly Jewish, because he's got the menorah and he's got all these other things around. Mm. <laughs> he's running the deli. Yeah. With Don't Mrs. forget Talbot. about, I'm sorry, like I, I had zoned for a second, you did reference him as being in True Romance, correct? Yeah, he yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, Body True Romance, true. I mean, yeah, and <laughs> Death Wish 5. Those are the two movies I know him from, Death Wish 5, and also Warehouse of Sheen did see a couple episodes. Um, but, yeah, you get this introduction to the Heaven Sent Deli where you have Mrs. Talbot trying to give her order to Nicholas Yulson, and I loved her, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't even need to talk about that shit real fast, all right? You got to slow it down with the, uh, the chewing of the gum. And she's like, oh, thank you, Mr. Green. No, thank you, and go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> all right. She, she just, uh, you, you know, because we oh go go ahead, Doc. Sorry. 
No, go Mark, ahead. Finish your thought. Nope. He go after you. Doc. Because I think go. we're gonna say uh, the same thing. Between between <laughs> the the opening song and then mm-hmm. uh, that old lady in the bank, uh, I was reminded yeah. very much uh, in, in the deli. I was reminded very much of Gremlins. Yes, uh, yep, absolutely. It's the same, different singer, but it's the same song that opens up Gremlins. And that woman had like the same, uh, granted, much more profane, but the same look, the same attitude in the store, the same kind of interaction with the kid. Uh, I very much was thinking of Gremlins as I was watching all of that sequence. Yeah. And even once you walked out, yeah. she told uh, Mac, "You're a fucking whore." <laughs> like, what? Okay, you have a good night. <laughs> like, can't wait Happy to see holidays. what happens to you. <laughs> it's Merry Christmas. And you get the intro- say, say Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I, know. And I, love I don't want to hear that Happy and Holidays I, bullshit. And, and I love that because love that specifically because I've come across uh, so many people that wear red hats that give me that kind of attitude of when I tell them Happy Holidays. I'm just saying Happy Holidays because this time of the year, there are so many different holidays going on for so many different people, so many different religions that, you know, hey, I just want to wish you a, a merry time of the year. No, no, fuck you. It's Merry Christmas. Say it. It's like, no, fuck you then. <laughs> I know. Well, fuck your holidays then. I don't care anymore. <laughs> you have the, the introduction of Goldberg as Santa Claus on his sleigh that's like a Viking ship with the hell deer at the helm. <laughs> Move, bitch! Get off the way! I was like, so he's listening to Ludacris. <laughs> I, I loved yeah. it. Th- I loved it though that they were bringing this, you know, Nordic tradition back into it though. And like, I I felt really comfortable here just because um, of all the Thor comic books that I read, you know, throughout my years and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, look at this! They're bringing it back. And I love the hat, like the hat design. Because it's kind of like a crown uh-huh. almost, even though it's got a dog toy on the back. I don't know if you noticed a little puff on the back. That was actually just a spray-painted dog toy. <laughs> it's supposed to be a mace, I guess, but it's just really a dog toy. But it's uh, him arriving you know, it's in Hell Township. <laughs> Hell Township is where we are. Great place for this evil Santa Claus to come in and just start killing everybody in a quick succession. You know, just, I'm evil now. I can do this. Hell yeah! <laughs> Tired of being Santa. Fuck this shit. <laughs> and and there's a reason for that, which we'll get to in a little bit, you know. But um, yeah, you know. So he, you know, so Santa Claus. We see Santa Claus riding down the street, and he just sits there and, you know, pushes the old lady and her old hoopty right off the road, and just keeps on going, <laughs> and like you said, goes into hell, <laughs> where. Church services are going on. <laughs> and well, we, yeah, we have and to, uh, Dave fucking Thomas, dude. Dave Thomas of SCTV <laughs> and Strange Brew fame playing the minister. I loved it. One of my favorite movies from the 80s is Strange Brew. And to see him in this movie, I was like, I fucking love Dave Thomas. Mm-hmm. Well, make sure there's yeah, no quarters in there. I need all singles. Give me all your singles. Yeah, yeah we we don't want the kind that clinks. We want the kind that folds, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All your singles oh, in the bucket, please. <laughs> but he's awfully emphatic about those singles, and we can't possibly figure out why until after the service is done. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. 
But uh, one of the one things I did want to talk about as well is that you have uh, Nicholas uh, Yoldson, who lives with his grandfather, played by Robert fucking Culp from I Spy from the 60s. That's where I know him. Yeah. Um, you know, it was great to see him in this one. But you also have uh, Mac coming over after she hears him say, I never got any good Christmas gifts when I was a kid. I always wrote to Santa and I just got an easy bake oven. That's all I got. When I wanted the hey. fucking Castle Grace skull or Transformer, I was like, okay, cool. Then she gives him the present, and he's like, did you get me a fucking handgun? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you fucking jag off. It's the cheesiest fucking looking Transformer. It's supposed to be fucking, you know, Megatron, and it's not. It's this weird Dollar Tree toy that she found that he's like, oh, cool. <laughs> That's a girl that you want to keep forever. She went out on Christmas Eve night and got you a fucking gift. She went and got you a Transformers, and of course, but then later it makes perfect sense why she would give one, give him one that looks like a handgun. <laughs> you know, when we get into her family, <laughs> you know, and then she has to show him that it transforms into this weirdly painted Transformer mm-hmm. that literally looks yeah. like a Dollar Tree one mm-hmm. that you would get. That's a Dollar Tree. Yeah. I mm-hmm. like that scene, but yeah, uh, mm-hmm. take us into Gold Diggers. Is so good. Oh yeah, gold diggers. Where it's just oh, <laughs> the, the the preacher shows up and goes up to the door. The doorman just goes, "Hey preacher, what's going on?" and lets them right in because apparently the preacher's a regular there. Everybody, no one in his in his parish knows anything about this. And he goes in and he's just getting all kinds of attention. With the money from the collection plate now, and I'm just passing it around to all the ladies all over the place. <laughs> because it's a slow night because it's Christmas Eve, but hey, that's good for him. <laughs> There's still he a gets bit. more attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a couple people in there. Um, and the one funny thing is that when Santa goes into Gold Diggers and he's walking around and he kisses the one girl underneath the mistletoe, once he starts killing people, there's a uh, shot of a girl on a perch and she's swinging towards him and then he ends up getting his yeah. face full of, you know, her muff. That's his wife now. Yeah. They met on that set and he married her what? a year later. So what? if you see any of the WWE events that he's at, when he faced the undertaker, when he faced Goldberg and, she, and uh, Brock Lesnar, I should say in the audience. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> they met on the set oh, and shit. got married a year later. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So he got a face full in before he married her. So good for you, Colbert. <laughs> but and, and um, then we just keep, oh, oh, was that Doc or you? No, I was gonna. No, no I was no, gonna sorry, say sorry, keep going, monkey. No, I was actually gonna bring us into the Doc because you have the scene with Robert Colt playing the grandfather of Nicholas, and he's going into this story about Santa. And how you had Jesus being born of the Virgin Mary, but then you had Satan giving birth to Santa. That scene could have been cut by a lot, I think, to make this movie even shorter. Because I felt like that scene dragged a little bit when he's giving this whole kind of long-winded story about the story of how Satan gave birth to Santa and how he was, a, you know, a bad guy. And that's, you know, just, I don't know, it seemed to drag in this movie. Doc. Okay, we might have lost the doc. All right, but um, yeah, I'm gonna sit there and chime in here. That yeah, I think it, it's a little long-winded. I thought the animation a was bit. a bit weak. 
Um, I, the, like, the Rocky you know, Bass it, animation? It, yeah, the fucking stop-motion animation. But, again, I think they were probably, again, doing that on purpose just to sit there and go back to, like you said, the Rankin Bass specials. You know, say, okay, look, we threw some animation in here, too. And uh, But then we sit there and have the fate, you know, of the son of Satan, you know, decided by none other than the dramatic sport of curling. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. A curling match. I mean, again, I like the animation. I thought it was fun for this movie. It's just because uh, me, I fucking love curling. I really do. I don't know why. I, you it's love just, it. I know. I have no idea why. Yeah, it's just it's it's because you have the sport of where everything is all calm and all smooth. It's all quiet. It's like fucking golf, but like on ice, dude, with giant rocks, and it's all calm until the last like ten seconds. Of we of the slide, we're all sort of you know. Doesn't matter what what nation it is, it's required to yell your motherfucking ass off in those last yeah. ten, ten feet. Ten feet. Um, but you know, then we find out that the fate of the son of Satan is that now he has to end the day of killings and turn it into a day of giving, and. So yeah. now he, so so now he's cursed as being Santa Claus, and this when tied in with the opening credits, I just at the same time make the opening credits really really fun because yeah. it, you see mm-hmm. the pass you see the passage of time of um, Santa Claus over the years, you know, being forced to give, and he looks disgruntled and mad as fuck <laughs> in every picture. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one thing I wanted to talk about real quick. I love that about this movie. The fact that Santa is the offspring of Satan. He's like the Antichrist. And he has the age of slaying, where it's him just fucking killing people. Like, he doesn't give a shit. He's got his minions. He loves to kill. He loves to murder. And then you have this angel coming down and disguising himself as an old man and challenging him to the curling match. And when he loses it, he's, he's sentenced to uh, give giving to people and be good until 1005 A.D., which is 2005 yeah. in our time. It's such a great – it's kind of a great angle for, you know, a satanic character like Santa to hate fucking what he has to do. But because he lost, that's what he has to do. Like, he has to give and he has to be thankful for people and be happy. And he's not. So when he finally gets his chance to be bad again, he's like, fuck yeah, hell yeah. It's time. (laughs) We're going to kill the motherfuckers. Um, Yeah. This is something, the doc's gone. So he dropped out. So we'll see you next week, doc. Um, But what I wanted to talk about is a scene where uh, Nicholas goes to the gas station because he wants to get gum for some reason. He's like all about gum. (laughs) And he finds out from, this is, I'm going to give this to you, Monkey, because this is what I fully think of. This is fucking Debo from Friday. Like, this isn't a cameo. This isn't just Tiny Wester. This is literally Debo because he has oh, that line God. of saying, things got really bad in the hood, so I had to come here, and now I work at a gas station. <laughs> this is Debo. Hide your fucking chains, dude. Why? Because Debo's coming. Uh, yeah, I took it that way, too, but at the same time, you know, he was just like, you know, you know just what you want. I want a pack of gum. Well, <laughs> yeah. we we, we, we got no gum. That. We got we got nicotine gum. 
<laughs> well, I never well he didn't say nicotine <laughs> gum. He just said, we have this. And it was smoking gum. And he goes, ooh, sounds hot. <laughs> it clearly says on the cover that it's nicotine gum. And he just takes it. But I love the fact that he goes, I haven't seen you around here before. Like, are you new? Yeah. Had to get out of the hood. Got too bad. Like, Fucking Debo. <laughs> That's what happened after Friday. He went to Hell Township. <laughs> and he works at a gas station. I loved it. I love seeing this cameo. Got out of Oakland and moved to Hell. <laughs> yeah, move to Hell Township because it's far away from the fucking ghetto. Um, then you have Santa breaking into the heaven sent delicatessen, which, again, Monkey, I don't know. I didn't like it because he's Jewish and he runs his delicatessen. He should be open, even though it's Christmas. But I guess he's oh. Jewish, but he's embracing Christianity for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Again, I was also confused because it's like, why are you going after the Jews? It's like, you know, because again, right. you know, a Christian holiday is not a Jewish holiday, you know, but I guess at the same time, you know, it's the day of slaying, so it doesn't matter whether you're Christian or not, you know. <laughs> um, you know, so I, I guess they're just doing that to include everybody, you know, but yes, you know, but. Who knows? Maybe Hanukkah fell at the same time as Christmas that year. Um, <laughs> it was a weird one. I mean, it was great to see him die with a menorah and <laughs> getting shoved into his throat. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, again, we're going that way. Yeah. Yeah, again, this is one of those reasons why I had so much fun with this movie is because this movie makes no apologies. You know, this no, movie, none. You know, when you, yeah, when you don't think that movie's going to go there, this movie goes there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it does, yeah, I, I, and I, I, even when he leaves the delicatessen, he runs in all the Hasidic Jews, and he hisses at them. <laughs> Whoa, okay, we're definitely going there now. <laughs> you know, even though he did yeah, have the Chinese buffet right behind him, he could have had some good eats. <laughs> yeah, know. and they, 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 were, they were open, but he didn't mess with them. <laughs> no, no, just the Jewish folk. You know, and after he kills uh, Mr. Green, that's when Nicholas finds out on the police uh, scanner that Debo has. I'm calling him Debo because it is. <laughs> that there's been a, a murder at that delicatessen. He just fucking wanders in. Like he's like, oh hey, oh man, he's dead. It's crazy. But, and I, then police and I, and show I, up and they're like, I, oh hey. But I also love how he heard it on the police scanner across town. He got on his electric scooter and beat the police there. <laughs> yeah, I know. How? How did this happen? But he does, and he sees Mr. Green hanging by the menorah on the back wall. And then you have the police coming and going, well, this isn't kosher. <laughs> oh, like, they are not apologizing. I mean, th- these nope. are like Halloween 5 level cops. In this movie, they are <laughs> clowns in police well, uniforms. Yeah. Because, well, because you because they they round up Nick um, for questioning, but then they also decide the um, Hasidic Jews are out there checking out the window. <laughs> they lock them up too. <laughs> no, and they, they they go no, and they go lock up those the Amish people too, and we'll question them as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they book them too. For what happened, and then at one point you get to the, the police station and they're making a map of all the murders and it looks like a Christmas tree, and they're like, well, "Let's put this one right on top, so it looks like the star, right? That's like a Christmas tree." <laughs> like, what? 
<laughs> yeah, these are Halloween <laughs> five cops. But then the fact that the chief of police is uh, Chief Cock, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, that's going to be a line <laughs> in this movie now. Because it's cock like the cock, but it's, oh, what? What's yeah. cock? What, you think he sucks it? <laughs> Detective Cock sucks. <laughs> they were just, yeah. That was the only they thing got, that kind of made me go, oh, man, they're jamming it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And of course no, he gets again, killed I, by having a taser to the dick. <laughs> you know. Yeah, because they, they they let Nick go because he he's trying to warn them that Santa's out there, Santa's killing people. You know, he's like, Get out of here, you're just like your crazy grandfather and just as he leaves, Santa Claus shows up <laughs> and kicks yeah, out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And makes short work of all the fucking police. <laughs> yeah, because, because, real quick, because, and I well, this is what I loved about that scene is because he kicks in the door. You didn't hear anything beforehand or anything, you know. Tases the co- uh, the police chief in the cock, you know, because that's how the cock gets it is in the cock. Um, <laughs> but then he walks out of the door, and yeah, just the, everyone in the police department is just slain all over the place with one of the cops. Pinned to the board where they had all the murder scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it leads to you have Nick and Mary meets up with him at the police station, and they get away. And then they go back to Grandpa's house where they have to figure out how the fuck are they going to destroy Santa? Like we have to figure out a way to kill him and get him out of the way. Let's get on some fucking snow skis, dude. <laughs> Let's just get out of here. Like you know, we're gonna be fine. Well, <laughs> no, but 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 first they take shelter. Because first Santa Claus shows up, all right, starts banging on the door, because there's carolers outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he makes sure work of them. The one woman that he whipped over his head and just slammed her fucking head down <laughs> you know, on the on the railing. I'm like, ah, all right. <laughs> He's just making short work of his carolers. But again, like the safety of the house meant nothing to Santa because he just kicked it in. <laughs> That door meant nothing true. to him. But, <laughs> you know. but, the, but, but Grandpa did have a plan because he did have a bunker in the basement. This huge bunker that he built with a skate pack. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but he made short and, work of it. Like, he just kicked the fucking door it, in. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah okay, it, that it, worked out it, really well. Yeah, it, it sold him for, you know, a solid 10 seconds. Um, yeah. <laughs> but and yeah, I love like it when they get actually, on the snowmobiles. And they're like they're ready to make their escape, and you have Grandpa like trying to get Santa's attention. Going, come on, man, you want me? Come on, come get some. I've been waiting for this. He's like, okay, I'm gonna get you. And then you have the hell deer coming in from behind. Looks like Grandpa got run over by a reindeer. Oh, Santa! (laughs) It was the one one liner that worked. I, I liked it. It did. It did. Because you have this whole thing of of Nicholas uh, with the the clock that he got from Mr. Green going, Christmas is going to be over in like 20 minutes. So we just got to fucking wait it out. (laughs) After Christmas is over, (laughs) he's going to be powerless. So let's go to the fucking high school and we'll lure him in there. (laughs) I love it when he he tries to break the window of the high school and he can't do it. So he's trying to grab everything and smash it and she just hits the fucking helmet. (laughs) Get me in the yeah, window, they, Nick. Come on. We're going to be together, so you got to grab some tit. <laughs> Get me through the window. 
Yeah, she, she's like, do I, do I, do I got to make all the moves in this relationship? <laughs> yeah, I know. Come on, but dude. We, but, I want you to do but it. We're do gonna, it. Uh, <laughs> but I want to rewind for a second because that's when we quickly, quickly get introduced to um, <clears throat> Mac's family as they're driving by on the snowmobiles, and they drive oh, yeah. through a, bu- a bunch of hunters that are out there skeet shooting. And that turns out to be Mac's family, who are a bunch of NRA nuts, and they're just out there on Christmas Day now, just shooting it up. <laughs> Including the one, the the Indian guy that's got the voice box. <laughs> I only got one young lap, and still smoking. <laughs> I'll be yeah, okay. And, they, and they, they go through them, and then they go through town. And then Santa Santa Claus just come flying down through the sky, like for some reason, big smoke exhaust coming out the back of his sleigh, like the Wicked Witch <laughs> yeah. of the West, you know. And he's zeroing in on the town square where the pastor is there, uh, <laughs> yeah. leading le- leading uh, everyone for singing. And then Santa pastor Claus comes Timmons. down to the town. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then he Lights takes him in his fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he takes Pastor Timmons and puts him into his sleigh before he goes to the high school. Then he has to do the Goldberg thing to strip it off the fucking jacket. Huh, Jack, motherfucker. That's the one thing that I kept laughing about because they keep calling him fat. <laughs> now, oh, you're a fat motherfucker. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's yeah. not. He's built and shit. He's like a fucking shit house on steroids. Yeah. I mean, this guy is not fat. Yeah, but at the same time, like I just enjoyed that thing of just Goldberg taking off his shit, showing off the guns, you know, just so you oh, know of course. he still got him. You know, he still fucking got him. You know, and just, oh yeah, and good enough, and good enough to still do pay per views. You know, to last <laughs> yeah. year. You know. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And I love it when he gets into yeah. the the high school, and then you have uh, Mac and Nick running around in the high school to get away from him. And for now, for some reason, he could shoot uh, fireballs out of his mouth. <laughs> Which is that's uh, new. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah I I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're just thinking yeah. now. Uh, yeah, I, oh, it's oh, no, 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 the no fireballs. I thought he took um, it, it was he took a piece of coal and heated it up, and then blew it and it. What that's what made the fire. It was in his mouth. If you watch it, see it again. He yeah. literally blew it out of his yeah. mouth. So maybe he put a piece okay. of coal in his mouth and blew it out, but no, it's coming out of his mouth, like you know, more okay. combat style. <laughs> you know, to try to take these Good kids down. <laughs> yeah. And I love it when they get on, when they get into the ice rink of this high school because apparently it has an ice rink for some reason. <laughs> he gets uh, on the Zamboni. You know, yeah, go yeah. Ahead. High school up, uh, you know, high school up north. It's not like they don't have ice outside, but they gotta have an ice rink inside in the school. Didn't get but it. you know. Yeah, you know, but either way, like you said, Zamboni time. <laughs> he's for some reason Nick is like so coveting the flashlight that he has. Like I'm like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, why are you grabbing that flashlight so hard? And then he starts putting it into Santa's face, and he goes, "I'm Santa Claus, not fucking Dracula." <laughs> that was like the one huge belly laugh I had in this movie. I was like, it's amazing that <laughs> they put that in there. I'm Santa Claus, not Dracula. Like, it's a great one liner. But then you have Grandpa coming back to life to save them with the curling. Hey, we're ah, back to curling. Yeah. So, money's Yay. happy because we're going curling again. 
Yes, we are. Because then we find out that Grandpa's not just Grandpa, and he's not just a ghost. Oh, no. Grandpa is the angel who came down and challenged Satan's son to that fateful day of curling. <laughs> yes, sir. And he was a rematch. It was bad. It was bad. Like, I mean, not even from like a you no, know, like a like it's a bad movie like angle. It's just, it's so stupid because he's like, okay, we're gonna do this again, rematch time. So if I do it this time, you have to be good forever. And if I win, you're gonna have to be subjected to hell and be tortured. Why didn't you do that in the first place, Angel? Why didn't you say the first time that you're gonna have to be good forever? Why did you just now think of it? Like, oh, come on, because, now, because just now? Because he thought after a thousand years he would change, and that's that was one of the reasons for the rematch is because he would be stuck having to do it forever. Because when he comes back, you know, he says. I'm not saying this is a valid reason. I'm not saying it's good writing. I'm just saying that the line was, you know, a thousand years of trying to do good for man, and you haven't learned a single thing. You know, nope. so that's, you know, so that's where it goes. <laughs> and it may, I mean, like I said, it, it, it does, whether it's bad writing or whether it's because he actually did think that Satan's uh, child would become good after a thousand some odd years of being good. Yeah, I don't know. But it leads to the rematch where you have the perfect throw by Grandpa into the hole of hell. And he's like, I did it, guys. It's amazing. I've won. He's like, no, you didn't, because fucking Santa doesn't give a shit. He's just going to throw you into the pit. (laughs) (laughs) It was so great, because he's like, I don't even want to fucking play it. I just want to throw you in the hole. Yeah, but for some reason, Santa takes off from this, and, you know, they're trying to rescue Grandpa and get him out, you know, <laughs> get, get him out of this these bad effects that are going on of this hell hole, mm. this hell pit, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, and he managed to save himself with that fucking pin. For some reason, that pin saved him from going down into the hell hole that they rescued yeah. him from uh, and managed to, to gloss over. So now Grandpa is stuck in this high school forever. So he's going to be haunting this place forever now. <laughs> we don't see like him curling? leave. <laughs> you know, anyone to have a curling match? Anybody Satan's son here that wants to have a curling match? <laughs> oh, this is it. oh, so this is going to be like the next Disney movie. It's going to be like Angels in the Curling Field. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just going to be him forever stuck there, just challenging people on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day to curling matches. But we're going to be playing it for fun, right? But it leads to Santa escaping on his hell deer and then finding the whole group of hunters with Maxdad, and they're going to shoot down the hell deer and Santa, and they're aiming all their guns, and all of a sudden, bam, bazooka hit, and all the entrails falling. Who the fuck has hey, a honey? bazooka? That was a bazooka oh. hit. Like he. Her dad no, used the bazooka to take down that play. Oh, Max, his dad has a bazooka. Oh, and who gave it to him? The Indian dude with one lung. <laughs> he, and he I love it. the he fact that they bring he, it down. Yeah. But no, but he, he got it. For, he, the Indian dude got it for the dad with, the, they used it as, they said, proof of purchases, but pretty much Marlboro Miles. That's how he got yes. the bazooka. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, from smoking cigarettes. 
I may only have one lung, but I got a bazooka. <laughs> you know, and it could take down this hell deer. And I love that you have all the entrails falling to earth. They're just landing in everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. No, not the hell deer. The hell deer was cool. It ain't a valet. <laughs> I love that hell deer. I'd love to have that. Yeah, agreed. But then they find the dead body of Santa <laughs> laying there in the schoolyard, impaled upon a flagpole. Doc, welcome oh, back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> See, he's coming back for the end. <laughs> and, he, so, and he brought a tractor. Tra- and he brought a tractor trailer with him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> welcome, tractor trailer. Is, it, is that this year's test truck? <laughs> <laughs> it's better than ever. <laughs> oh shit! It's the cop. We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> oh, oh, oh wait. Where's Devo? Oh no, wait. No, wait, it's, a, it's okay, because the bazooka's registered. So it's all right that the cops are there. The bazooka is registered, so everything's okay. <laughs> all right, so, uh, yeah, Doc, what do you think about the finale of this movie? I mean, <laughs> because... uh, they had to end this movie uh, somehow, uh, so, you know, why not have a bazooka and a massive explosion and uh, Santa impaled on the fucking flagpole? Like, why not, you know? Uh, at, at first, uh, when 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 the kid has the rifle and she's like, "Come on, do it! You can shoot! You can do it! You can do it!" and he lines it up and he takes the shot. At first, I was like, "Where what? Where the fuck did that bullet come from from that rifle?" And then obviously, uh, there's the fucking bazooka, you know, fucking bazooka Joe back there, uh, you know, behind everybody. Hey, honey, I got him. It's fine. Oh my God, it was Pastor Timmons the entire time. Whoa! He was a killer. He killed everybody. That's the story. But no, you have to have the airport sequence of Goldberg wearing Goldberg attire to the airport. That fucking snow hat is a fucking WCW Goldberg snow hat. And he's like, yeah, trying to get out of here. Go to Alaska. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, go to Winnipeg, (laughs) North Pole. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Going there. <laughs> the movie, and, and that is the just, ending is just so abrupt for me. Like it's just yeah. so like abrupt. It just ends. Like that's just it. Like you know, Dan is fine. That's okay. Now he's going to Alaska. Yeah. Dan is dead, and you know, then that's it. The movie can end now. I don't think we needed much more of this. Uh, no. I don't think it was well, such a, a terrible thing. <laughs> Well, but then we have to have an end credit sequence. We have because it's Goldberg. We have to have an end credit sequence <laughs> of of Santa of Santa Claus <clears throat> reading over his naughty list, and he looks straight into the camera and just does his "Who's next?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was one for the fans. But the whole thing was him going to Yeah, that was his catchphrase. Who's next? So that's where yeah, like, no, that's the, the wrestling fans not, out there. Not something, not in my sphere, <laughs> not something I, I know about. Um, oh no, it was totally so like, there for that. You know, I, yeah, I know, I know we're getting to the end of this movie here, uh, but because I had to drop out, as I said, uh, I did want to say though how how pleased I was to see uh, the late great Robert Culp uh, playing yeah. the grandfather. Uh, yeah, he, he did a great job. He had he had a very, very, very 
uh, extensive career, both in television and film, uh, leading up oh, to yeah. his death uh, about 10 years ago. Uh, but he has played one of my most favorite characters, uh, or not maybe not one of my most favorite characters, but one of my most favorite movies uh, from the 1980s. He perfect, like, perfectly played like a a swarmy, uh, I mean, sorry, a smarmy, uh, like flip flopping uh, politician. Uh, he played he played uh, the mayor of New York City in Turk 182. Uh, which is one of my That's favorite right. movies from the 1980s. Uh, he was oh, wow. Kim <clears throat> yeah. yeah, he was... <laughs> he was... Mayor, <laughs> Tyler. Uh, you know, Zimmerman flew and Tyler knew. Uh, he was Mayor Tyler uh, in, in, in in that film. So uh, it, I don't know the last time I saw Robert Culp in something, so uh, I, I did, uh, like, feel some happiness to, to see him there. Uh, he died only a few years after after this film. 2010. Yeah, he was found on the side of the road. He went for a jog and he died on the side of the road. Yeah, he had a heart. He had like a massive heart attack or something. Yeah, but like I told the monkey, I remember from I Spy, that show from the 60s. He was in the Shaft uh, TV series from the early 70s. After they made all the movies and like we want to make a TV series out of this, like he was just a character actor. He had a ton of fucking roles. He just yeah. picked and chose what he wanted to do. And this is a great one for him to go out on with Santa Slay, mm-hmm. playing this character as an angel stuck in a high school forever. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, that, I think that pretty much wraps up Santa Slay. Um, now, next week that is... is the, the, <laughs> now, now, the next week's pick is the ghouls. Is that correct? That is correct. The ghoul who was not here because he took a day off, which we don't do on this show ever, but he no, decided to take a day off. It's frowned upon. It's very uh, unprofessional. It, it, it's horrible. It's horrible, and we will reprimand him next week on the show for doing this. <laughs> but he decided <laughs> to do a fan pick, of all things, which is something that we kicked off with uh, T.A. Radke. Um, but he decided to pick a fan pick from Instagram, so, Jennifer on Instagram, your pick is next week of Resident Evil from 2002. So, we're going to be I'm talking about Resident about Evil. We're really uh, having fun now. I, I, what a I great like that movie, but we'll, but we'll get into that next week. What a great Christmas <laughs> pick. What a great Christmas time pick for Resident Evil. Mm. We're just giving all around <laughs> for the show. Yeah. So, this is our year of giving back <laughs> to the fans. Uh, like I said, it's a fan pick, so we're giving back for the holidays. And we're giving it to the fans to pick one for us to choose. So it's going to be Resident Evil from 2002 yeah. next week. Um, once again, the if you're on Facebook, on check us out at Talking Terror. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Check us out at Talking Instagram Terror on well. Facebook. Instagram, you know, I, we're there. I, check us out. iTunes. iTunes. <laughs> iTunes. We're plenty there. iTunes, if you're on there, give us a like, give us a review, tell us what we're doing right, tell us what we're doing wrong, give us some pics, we'd love to hear from you, because we are there, we are socially able to be on Facebook and on Instagram, the doc and the ghoul run Instagram pretty well, I take care of the Talking Terror page, Monkey takes care of all the pages that we belong to, he's always on there, (laughs) always posting something with all the pages that we belong to on Facebook. 
So we are very socially yeah. aware. And yeah. we love yep. the fact that we have fans that are active and telling us mm. what they want to pick. Mm. Um, actually, I had a fan recently, uh, Casey, on Facebook, share our page and get people to listen because she loves our show, apparently, for some reason. She thinks we're fucking hilarious. So thank you, Casey, for, for that. <laughs> A girl that I'm actually friends with on Facebook discovered our page randomly and said, "Oh my God, you're the guy from Talking Terror. I fucking love you guys. You're hilarious." So I shared your page and I hope all my friends listen too. So Casey, thank you so much. <laughs> we hope that you keep laughing with us and discovering yeah, these we're movies. We're a bunch of fucking aristocrats around here. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. We are fucking original and we're funny and we're uncensored. And we're here every week for you guys, so thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Now, Demonic now, Doctor, thank I you can't. so much. My pleasure. Uh, it is my plan to uh, be with us again next week. Uh, my schedule for the next couple of weeks should be pretty clear, so uh, here we go. All right, let's Sweet. do it. All right, okay. Monkey, why don't you go ahead and send yourself yeah. off? All right. Well, before that, let's see here. It is the Christmas season, and we are sponsored, aren't we, King? So that means we got to do we a quick are. thing about it's the Christmas season. If you want to sit there and get your stocking stuffed or stuff someone else's stocking or, you know, do whatever you want to do there with your Santa hat, your weird thing. And, and, yeah. And it, pretty much if you want to get laid at Christmas, you got to remember to sit there and get your significant other some jewelry. And what's, what better thing to do than give them some original jewelry? So go to the, our sponsor, Bonfire Beach Designs, all one word. Facebook, all one word, Eatsy. Go there, check check out her original creation. If you, if you go there, Etsy? you also might be. Yep, that one. Uh, if you contact her early enough, you may be able to get some original pieces done if you're willing to pay the money. But either way, go there, get some shit, buy some jewelry, get laid. You know why? Because when you buy stuff and get laid, that means the ghoul gets laid. And when the ghoul gets laid, he's happy, and that means we're happy because we get to deal with a happy ghoul instead of an angry ghoul. And that's it for our plug this week. Da-da-da. When do I get laid? <laughs> when do I get laid is the question. Come on, everybody. Let's try to go fund me. <laughs> get the king laid. <laughs> maybe you to start, but, well, well, maybe you need to go to Bonfire Miracle Designs and buy some... <laughs> Buy somebody some jewelry and maybe you'll get laid, King. <laughs> Do I have to go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation? I don't even know where I have to go for that. <laughs> so we'll figure it out. We'll oh, make a plan. Wow. For the <laughs> yeah. I'll make something up All along right. the way. All right. So thank you guys yeah, so much for listening. We'll see you yep. back here next week for Resident <laughs> Evil, the fan pick of the week, Instagram, Jennifer. Uh, that's all I have to say. So hail Satan, hail yourselves, hail Odorous. We'll see you here next week. Good night, everybody. <laughs> With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.